Sumner Program, old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Lucky team, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Javante, Jason, Katia, Andrew, Tia, Violet, Dustin, Shahizi, and the Tom Sumner Program.
Welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. That was music from Spelling Bee, and as most of my listeners know, every Friday during this uh, third half of our three-hour tour, we try to start the weekend early with a musical guest. Often in the past, it's been live performances, but uh, that song, uh, That Road's Not Safe, as I mentioned, from Spelling Bee. Spelling Bee is the... uh, name used for recording projects and uh, live performances from Portland expatriate and Arizona resident and uh, one of the mats that will be joining me by phone this morning uh, Matt McReynolds. Matt welcome to the show. Hey good morning Tom thanks for having me. And uh, also I mentioned we have two mats because um, two mats are better than one Matt Ryan who uh, was also involved with the uh, recording project there. And there's there's a, a little bit of a local tie-in here, because I got a call from George Winters, who everybody that listens to my show has heard of. And um, he was telling me about a bass player friend of ours that was working with Matt in Arizona. And that's how we got connected, because typically I have local people on the show during this uh, time slot. But uh, Matt was gracious enough to join us and share some of his uh, recordings with us. Um, Matt, where did the name Spelling Bee come from? Um, well, I, uh, 
I, in Portland, years and years ago, I had a band, and we were sitting around trying to think of band names, and um, mm-hmm. Spelling Bee was one of the one of the options I brought on my list of possible names that no one else liked. So I, so I, I, I took it, and um, when that band was over, I decided to use it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a rejected name from other bands. And in its place was Venn Diagram picked? That's right. Somehow <laughs> Venn Diagram won over Spelling Bee. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not... Pretty nerdy names. I'm but. not sure how that works. Um, I, I, I want to get into songwriting and some other things, but I know that uh, um, the other Matt, Matt Ryan, who uh, has been a producer and worked with you on uh, some of your recording projects, has to uh, duck out a little early. So I think uh, I'll start with Matt. Matt, how did you get involved? Matt Ryan, how did you get involved with Matt McReynolds? It's uh, kind of a weird story, actually. Um, so we met in Flagstaff, Arizona, um, in the summer of 2008. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Um, actually, uh, he was having people sign petitions in front of the public library in Flagstaff. And uh, sort of out of curiosity, I kind of wandered over to his table and we just somehow got to talking about music. And uh figured out almost uh seemed like immediately they were really kind of kindred spirits <clears throat> kindred spirits in a way it's uh i have a, a weird story i mean he's a he's a portlander or an oregonian living in arizona and i'm in arizona living in oregon now uh when they lived together in the same town for a little over a year together um at least in the time that we knew each other and uh have managed to maintain a creative partnership for about a dozen years now so how does that work when you're in different cities like that? Do you just uh, send uh, MP3 or WAV files back and forth? How, how do you how do you collaborate? You know, a little bit of uh, I mean, a lot of that certainly, and and we've been lucky enough here and there to, to be able to meet up in in real time as well too. Um, with uh, I, I still have family back in Arizona, and he has family here, and so it it's sort of worked out uh, a few times that we've been able to at least practice some some material together and you know another weird element to the story is uh he basically has you know taken on some of my old um friends and collaborators in arizona as his uh his backing musicians and i've done the same up here uh in portland um you know the bulk of the drumming on the uh on on the um unreliable narrator the new spelling Bee album was actually done by uh kevin McElwee, who was uh the drummer in my band uh vega by midnight for uh, an album that we did several years back, and uh, the drummer now in Vega by Midnight up here, Portland, was an old collaborator of uh, of Matt's from way back when, uh, Tim Nelson, who also did a lot of mixing work with me on this new Spelling Bee record, too. So we've just kind of adopted each other's uh, friend bases and uh, and collaborative musicians, and uh, and it's worked out really pretty well for us and and in that collaboration matt mcreynolds refers to you matt ryan as my producer in an email that he sent to me um what what is your role as uh, producer matt and and is it a little different working with somebody who uh who brings uh ukulele into the mix <laughs> um no you know I, I don't know that i that i wear the producer label all that well i think uh maybe i've just had a little bit more 
experience operating the uh, operating the software or four track whatever it is that we happen to be working on at the time um, than Matt. So maybe I've got that a little bit of an edge there. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, we've just always been able to to work together despite some of the kind of either distance differences or uh, just differences in approaches. I've always talked about Matt having a really just kind of kamikaze approach to the recording um, to the recording process. Uh, I want to say the first time we ever actually got together, I think we did record that day. Um, we had, had met and he came to one of my band shows and, and then we actually just, you know, got together to hang out. Uh, and I, I remember him pulling up in a minivan and unloading uh, a computer and a bunch of instruments into my garage. And within, you know, 10 minutes we were recording a song that, uh, that I had never heard before. Um, and that's really kind of his approach. He's really spontaneous and um, you know, writes complete songs very quickly, and I'm a little more slow and methodical. I think um, I write a you know a ton of songs, but they always just take forever to actually get finished. And so I think you know I bring a little bit more balance uh, to to the project um, in the sense that he, you know, he shows up with a lot of ideas, and, and I'm able to kind of help. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe add a little bit more. Well, let me uh, switch. Just, just a different perspective, I guess. Let, um, me, let me switch back over to uh, Matt McReynolds. Um, Matt, the the song we opened up with, "That Road's Not Safe." Can you tell me a little bit about that? Then we're going to be going to break here in a couple of minutes, and when we come back, we're going to hear "Sleep All Day." You want to uh, kind of explain those songs for me a little bit? Um, sure. So uh, that road's not safe was. Um, I guess inspired by a friend of me and my wife's who was visiting us, uh, and then she stayed rather late and, and drove home. I think from Flagstaff to Holbrook. Um, I think she left about 2 a.m. And uh, I-40 is treacherous, especially in the winter time. And so I think that's just that was sort of the impetus of um, of the title. And and the start of the song, but um, I've driven forty in the winter time, and it can be a little treacherous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and giant, scary semi trucks, and when you're in a tiny little car, you're just a you're just an ant compared to them. <laughs> um, it's pretty terrifying. That's true. So so that's the impetus. But then it's told more from the perspective of an ex boyfriend of hers who wasn't a stellar guy. But I think that all of us men can identify with not being a stellar guy so so that um is sort of how the rest of the song took off and then uh the big build at the end really matt matt ryan is um being very modest about his production capabilities because the big bend the big build at the end i heard something in my head and i sort of just explained it to him in a couple sentences via an email and he built it up uh, he knew exactly what I wanted and, and really made it exactly what it was supposed to be. So I think that's the, the role of the producer is to translate or help the, the artist translate what's in their head and put it down on a recording. And, and Matt uh, just nailed that. Well, hey, there. guys, um, I have to take a short break here, um, and then we're going to come back and hear another song from Spelling Bee, and we're going to talk some more about songwriting with Matt McReynolds and Matt Ryan right after this. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. 
Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. And the Tom Sumner Program. That should be the uh, anthem for uh, sheltering at home during the pandemic. That was uh, music from Spelling Bee, which is the nom de plume for singer-songwriter Matt McReynolds, who with Matt Ryan um, put together uh, various recording projects, and Matt McReynolds uh, also uh, performs under that name. And they are my musical guests today on our uh, Friday edition of the Tom Sumner program to start the weekend off a little bit early with some uh, some new music and um, 
Mats, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having us. Um, let me ask you about that song. Um, this is for Matt McReynolds. Um, is there a story behind that, or does it pretty much just set it out in the title, um, Sleep All Day? No, um, there's there's a definite story. It's it's probably the most blatantly autobiographical of anything on the record. Um, it's about a miscarriage my wife and I had um, when we were married just a couple of years. So back when we were young kids, um, this was our, our first pregnancy that we'd lost. And uh, I think it's about the the range of emotions that you go through um, following a, a tragedy like that. I know a lot of people have suffered miscarriages, but I think it, it applies to any kind of death or, or sort of world-shaking uh, tragedy you go through. So, so that's what that one's about. And I tried to keep it a little poppier sounding, a little more upbeat than the lyrics would otherwise suggest. And I think Matt Ryan went a long way to helping me keep it sounding palatable enough um i'm not sure who wants to jump in first on this but uh what is the is the writing process like um in the last segment matt ryan was talking about you uh matt McReynolds, saying that uh that you write very quickly where he's a little bit more methodical um do the ideas generally start with matt McReynolds and then get sort of um fleshed out by Matt Ryan? Is that how your collaboration works? Uh, so typically what will happen is I will write a song and record just a real quick demo, um, you know, usually just guitar and, and some vocals, and send that to Matt. Or sometimes I'll flesh it out a little bit with, with additional instrumentation, and I'll post that and send it to Matt Ryan. We have a a Dropbox online that we sort of put projects into. And then he will listen to my cursory performance production of, of the song and suggest this or suggest that. Um, and then I'll go back and do a, a better, slightly more polished recording and post that. And then uh, Matt Ryan will um, make that recording sound good. <laughs> he'll improve it and add a lot of instrumentation, maybe some harmony vocals here or there, um, and do the mixing. I, I think that's what he does. I don't know. It kind of happens in his magical black box in Portland, away from me. So, <laughs> so Matt, why don't you why don't you fill me in on that? That's uh, no, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, um, you know, for the spelling bee stuff, these are all songs that really originate with uh, with him, um, and my job is to just try to not mess them up. Um, usually when, you know, he, now he's the one being pretty modest. Usually when he sends those demos, they're already plenty good enough to share out to the world. But, uh, you know, he gets the idea that somehow I can improve these songs. And so I just try to do that or at least try to not mess them up. Um, and so this um, for, uh, for the most part, I feel like I, I've succeeded in that. But every once in a while, I find myself going back and listening to his original demo of a song more than the finished version that, uh, that we put together. 
Now this is uh, this is for Matt Ryan because I know you got to you got to break away here in a couple of minutes. But um, I actually may not have to, so uh, so oh. I think we're good. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, good. let me uh, let, let me go ahead and ask this anyway. What instruments do you play? Well, um, I think one of the things that you know it just led uh, Matt and I to, to such easy collaboration with each other is that we're both multi instrumentalists. Um, you know, the demos that he'll send me often will have him playing guitar, bass, drums, keys. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, I'll rework parts of those. Uh, I, I play those as well, too. Um, so we're we're pretty well versed in, you know, what you would expect a rock band, for instance, to have. You know, we're both primarily guitarists, um, but uh, we've both played bass in bands. Um, we've both filled in on drums um, for each other. And uh, we we can both work our way, our way around a keyboard relatively well, too. And then just kind of anything else that we get our hands on. Um, and the song you just heard, there's some block and spiel there. Um, trying to think of what other, you know, maybe, uh, you mentioned ukulele earlier. So, you know, Matt will do ukulele parts and mandolin. Um, I don't think we added a lot of other really weird stuff, I guess, uh, to to this album um, outside of, you know, what you expect in. Again, well, let me let me jump back over to Matt McReynolds and uh, and and get into the uh, um, the story behind ukulele. There must be one. How how did you pick ukulele over, say, accordion? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we have one of those too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, uh, as a little kid, um, I think I was ten. My dad brought back Revolver, the Beatles album, from the public library. Wow. And for the next six or seven years, I just was completely Beatles-obsessed. And um, and that obsession turned from loving the Beatles to wanting to play the Beatles' music uh, to perform it. Um, but I didn't have a guitar, and guitar had too many strings. So I was at a yard sale one Saturday afternoon, and I found a little ukulele for three dollars. And this was this was in the mid '90s before there was sort of an underground ukulele movement. But I, f- I found my little ukulele, and I bought a book pre-internet. So I bought a book with chords in it, and I figured out ukulele chords to a bunch of Beatles songs, and that's how I started writing songs. Was was on the ukulele. Um, with my little chord book. But even today, even though I've learned to play a lot of other instruments, um, I like to write occasionally on the ukulele because of the way that the strings are tuned. It seems to provoke melodic lines and and, and, uh, melodic sensibilities that I wouldn't otherwise get if I was writing on a piano or a guitar. I, I was going to ask, um, playing guitar and ukulele, they are both tuned very differently. Um, is is was it a challenge? Is it a challenge to go back and forth? Um, no, not really. It's just a matter of, like so many other things, it's just a matter of practicing it and doing it enough that it becomes second nature. I also play uh, mandolin. In a in a live cover band, actually with Denny Odette from Flint, Michigan. Right, right. Good friend Denny. That yeah, was, that was the uh, that was the link. That was the connection. That's right, Denny. Uh, he is he is uh, 
enthusiastic to say good things about me too much so he, it embarrasses me but um <laughs> but he's but he's like that and and tell denny i i said hello please when you see oh him. i sure will i i will i sure will but with, with his band and with another band i play some mandolin um which again is tuned different from ukulele and from guitar and it's it's just a matter of doing it that's all And oh, yeah. the writing process, you mentioned you like to write on ukulele, but I imagine you probably take advantage of all the instruments you play to inspire you to write things. But how does the, the writing process work for you? Where do you play and come up with a, a melody or a set of chord changes and a melody? Um, do you have an idea what the song's going to be about before you even approach an instrument? How, do, how does that, how, how does the creative process work? Um, you know, it varies. So sometimes, uh, oftentimes, I will sit down with an instrument and just kind of monkey around on it until a chord structure and a melody comes. But sometimes I will wake up with a melody and the chord structure fully formed in my head from a dream or from somewhere. I don't know where it comes from. Um, and sometimes I will hear a, a snippet or a line or, or a, a word to something that, that I think, boy, that would make a great song title. I'll write it down or, or the inspiration will just strike and I, sometimes the song comes as quickly as I can write it down. So, and then sometimes it's a struggle, but it's, I guess, all of those different methods are things that provoke and, and draw songs out of me. Um, and based, based on what? What kinds of things inspire you to write a song? And you, by the way, writing down those little snippets reminds me of a songwriter friend of mine in Nashville. He calls that his boneyard. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> and and he'll and when he gets in the mood to write, he'll go back through it, and and some of those snippets will inspire him to to complete something. Um, but uh, but what are the things that inspire you to create music about it? Um. So my, I I don't know, Tom. I write music because it's just what I do. I guess <laughs> uh, it's just I don't know how not to do it, and I I feel bad when a few weeks go by and I haven't written anything, and then I get excited when I start writing again. So it's just kind of what I do. My dad's a songwriter, and my mom is a singer. Um, so I guess it's an inherited genetic curse that I I got from them. Um. I, I, I want to ask a little bit about live performance, and I, I guess I'll open this up to both of you. Um, are you able to get out and perform, and, and has the pandemic kind of gotten in the way of, of doing live shows? Uh, yeah, the pandemic absolutely has um, tampered down any hopes of playing live. I uh, So uh, when the pandemic started i was playing in three different cover bands um playing out just as a sort of a working musician you know weekend warrior out on the road and i've done that for years and years and uh it's a good it's fun and the kids enjoy going around and staying at different casinos and and uh, sure 
they they like being on the road and and we like to do that um but since the pandemic hit our gigs quickly dropped to zero um and uh, one one band my the band i focused on the most for i think almost 15 years we played together our drummer who was my father-in-law passed away from covid oh, no. uh, in may and he and i had played together for you know, like i said 15 years been on the road and we're really close musical collaborators uh so that band went away and um another band i had that was very busy working we've played i think two gigs since covid started wow. uh, and that band was usually booked at least every week if not twice a week um and then in my band up here with Denny we've played i think two the same two gigs since covid so yeah it's just uh it's just been awful for musicians i'm i'm lucky in that i have a day job and i can support my family other ways but um i have friends who don't have day jobs who are brave enough to just do the music thing and um it's a really really tough time they've had to be creative luckily for me and i'm sure for matt ryan as well this time um where we haven't been able to play out i've done a ton of songwriting and recording and i have already more than an album's worth of demos recorded for the next thing so you you adapt and you do what you can um if sure. if you're an artist you make art it's just what you do so whether or not people are there it's still what you do and and Matt Ryan what about you or have you been able to squeeze in any gigs during uh, this uh, pandemic I've always felt a little more comfortable not playing shows honestly um you know my uh my projects tend to be that they're they tend to be music projects um and you know normally when we finish an album you know we feel that uh, sort of obligation to go play those songs out live but that uh has never been my primary focus um at least the the performance side of it like uh like like Mick Reynolds uh, I've got a day job as well too so I don't really you know rely on the music as you know source of income or anything like that and so it's always just been able to be a hobby and for me um you know I feel like my time is a lot better spent creating something that's lasting and permanent uh in a record rather than spending all that time rehearsing and getting you know, really really sharp to play in front of a generally pretty small and often apathetic crowd so I just like having that lasting you know, artifact of hey we spent uh months or years working on a project and now we have this this disc or this record um and we can Well, let me let me ask or, this because you know, it's just such an ephemeral nature of live performance. We just have a few minutes left, and and I want to squeeze in another piece of music. We have um, coming up rockers and mods, but I want to make sure you get a chance to share with listeners where they can uh, find out more about you and uh, about these different projects and and access your music. Does Spelling Bee have a website? Yeah. Um, So people can check out uh spellingbee1 the number 1 .bandcamp.com and the new album is there in its entirety. They can listen to it, they can download it. Um it's all there and if they want they can contact me and I can always um hook them up with a physical copy of the CD. And then also we're on Facebook um 
at facebook.com slash spelling bee rocks. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <It's> an overstatement. <laughs> but that's where they can find us online. <laughs> Well, you um, in, in the in the remaining minute that we have, um, you wanna you wanna tell me a little bit about rockers and mods? Yeah, this is a song about uh, growing up in Portland and playing music, as I'm sure so many other people have done and enjoyed. And the line "Rockers and Mods" comes from a Hard Day's Night, Beatles movie. Ah. Uh. Great, great little bit of trivia built in there. Anyway, um, Matt Ryan and uh, Matt. Uh, Mick Reynolds, thank you both for uh, spending this time with me this morning. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your time in, and your music. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. had a great time. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. More music from uh, Spelling Bee is uh, coming up, and then we have a short break. And the uh, final segment of today's edition of the Tom Sumner program, maybe we'll squeeze in a little local Christmas music because our Christmas music is better than everybody else's because it's local.
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. If you have a knack for sales and fundraising and would like to become a valued member of a fun team, you could be a good fit for the Tom Sumner program. Help us develop the underwriters needed to continue to grow our brand. Write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com. The Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have Pepsodent flowing over your teeth now than to have water running under your bridge later. The Tom Sumner 
TomSumnerProgram.com The Tom Sumner Program.com I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
such spirit through the years. Christmas time is
Santa baby Put a package under the tree for me I've been an awful good girl Santa baby Hurry down my chimney tonight Santa baby I want a little shopping mall That's all And I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby Hurry down my chimney tonight Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all those fellas that I could have kissed Next year I could be so nice If you could just forget about that price ba doo be doo Santa honey I want a yacht and really that's not a lot I've been an angel all year, Santa baby Hurry down my chimney tonight Santa cutie, there's one thing I really do need Indeed, a year's supply of pantyhose Santa cutie, hurry down my chimney tonight Santa baby Fill my stocking with a duplex and checks On second thought I'd rather have cash Santa baby, hurry down my chimney tonight Come and trim my Christmas tree Bronner's decorations picked just for me Santa won't you show me your love is true Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing or two. You see, I want a Mickey D's franchise like the Deanna's have, and I want one of those souped up turbocharged fuel injected bowling balls that makes a strike every time. I'll show Higgy Taz and Tack that a girl can bowl too, and I want almost everything in the Coldwater Creek catalog. Flippo needs a lot of bird toys, Betty Reagan wants a four on the floor with a fifth under the seat, Ronnie needs a housekeeper, Dane wants a hunting lodge, Jason has a computer on his list, and Santa, my mom says all she wants is for everybody to get along for Christmas for a change. Oh yeah, and that pretty German sweater in the window with the woolen mill to keep me warm while I'm waiting for you. Oh gosh, I guess the song is over. And the show is over, but our Christmas music is better than everybody else's because it's local. Be sure and join us next week for a whole bunch of fun stuff coming up. But thanks to all the guests that were on the show today, starting out with James Buckley this morning, talking about uh, the numbers game. It's a numbers game, the series from National Geographic Kids and the second uh, installment about soccer. Also, uh, thanks to... um, TV analyst and financial advisor Nicola Smith talking about young people living at home and our music guests Matt McReynolds and Matt Ryan from Spelling Bee. Good night everybody. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. 
Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening. 